Howdy there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Welcome to Wine and Gine. This is our very first episode. I am one of your hosts, Tiffany Alblinger. And I am the other host, Kelly Pappas. And we're licensed midwives, experienced doulas, super great moms. And (laughs) we started this podcast um, for women like you who do not have the opportunity to talk about women's health topics. Um, We realized this just through our work that people were not... um, comfortable talking about their vaginas or the things that go on inside or out of them or their hormones or all the things that it means to be walking around in your body as a woman. And um, we started this little group locally. We live here in San Diego. That's where we practice midwifery. But we started a group for our friends where we were just going to meet and casually talk about women's health stuff. Mm -hmm. And our very first time we ever had one, we had, like, 20 women show up who were, like, desperate to just have, one, a girls' night, but, two, talk about things. Right. Like, with other women where they felt safe and, um, you know, safe to talk about things, but also to have fun with it, too. Mm. And um, as that kind of went on, we were like, more women need this. You know? Yeah. Everyone was like, this is the coolest thing. Can we do this in our town? Or, um, you know, a couple people were like, you should start a podcast. And we were like, (laughs) okay, we'll just hop right on that. (laughs) Um, But it's a fun concept for us. We've got the wine. We've got the guine talk. And so we're kind of recreating this fun little event that we do with our girlfriends um, with you guys. Yeah. So welcome. To, <laughs> to the very best, first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, what are some of the things that we're going to talk about on this podcast? Um, well, everything women's health, right? So usually the thing that comes up most often is like sex and libido and yeah. all the things that come along with that in different seasons of life. Um, anatomy, mm-hmm. body parts, all right. that fun stuff. Um, and a lot of things, you know, that you might not be aware of about your own body or might not know how to speak about, talk about, um, or really understand. Hopefully we can help like demystify some things on your body. Um, periods. Yeah. That's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, we all deal with that, right? Most of us. Most of us. Yeah. But like PMS and all, you know, the fun things that come along with that heavy cycles, short cycles, long cycles, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. And, like, what age group is this podcast appropriate for? Um, well, I would say, you know, eight, we would 
ideally adults, right? 18 to like 118 is perfectly fine here. But um, we will definitely be having some episodes too that uh, if you are the parent of a teenager um, or potentially even a preteen, depending on what we're talking about, we'd love for you to listen to the episode and see if it's appropriate to um, share with your teen so that you guys can start having some really good conversations too. I know that's something that never happened in my house when I was younger and I wish that it did. So Yeah, Yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, so why do you feel like, I mean, obviously we've identified that this is an important thing that needs Mm -hmm. to happen and discussions that need to happen, but why isn't it happening? Like, why is there such a need for somebody to say, let's start a show or a group or like, how did we come to learn that women were needing this? Um, I mean, I I feel like it almost goes back to what I was just saying about like, this was never talked about in my household growing Mm -hmm. up. And I think I grew up with the idea that like, you just don't talk about this stuff. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody like it's taboo to talk about. Um, and so you just kind of deal with it yourself. And despite knowing that every, like you look around and every other woman is dealing with the same exact thing, yet you just don't talk about it. Yeah. Is it like, do you think it's like an old school thing that like it's private because it happens to be like with your privates, most of it. And so we just don't, we're ashamed of our bodies and we don't talk about body stuff or. I I mean, I think it's a mixture of all kinds of cultural messages about mm. like the perfection of woman, like womanhood and right. all of that. Yeah. Um, I also think that in general, you know, even just, I'm sure like that we see women coming into our practices who have like a general lack of knowledge and awareness of, yeah. um, of what's actually happening in their body or how to speak about it. Um, the body parts, like the correct anatomical terms, all of that to explain what's going on. And that goes back to the taboo, you know, private part of, um, all of this too. So we're wanting to like demystify everything so that we can have these conversations because you have a period, I have a period, we have vaginas that have discharge sometimes Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of the different things that we deal with as women um, that we don't deal with it alone. Yeah, exactly. But it can feel like it when yeah. we don't talk about it. Totally. So I also think there's an element there where women, um, they think that they know a little bit about something, but they don't want to talk about it with other people because they don't want to be wrong about it. Totally. Or I think sometimes, yeah. too, there's, like, um, because we don't talk about it, we don't know it's normal, so we think what we're experiencing is totally abnormal, and we don't want to, like, tell mm-hmm. on ourselves that we're weirdos about totally. certain things, so we For don't sure. talk about that. And it's not until you get, like, a good glass of wine with a bunch of giggling grown women around, and you have, like, that one brave lady, which is usually (laughs) us in our circles, right, that's like, hey, so this thing happened to me the other day, and people are like, what? That's happened to me, too. Yeah, Yeah. once you actually hear, like, that you're not alone in things, Mm -hmm. um, whether normal or abnormal, um, I feel like it's so freeing. And so encouraging to us as women to understand what exactly is normal and abnormal in our bodies and um, just to be able to, like, get advice for it, seek advice, talk about it, normalize it. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. So I kind of have this idea, like, if um, if we can change, like, our generation or, like, beyond and get yeah. grown women comfortable with talking about their bodies, 
that normalizes the discussion and allows them to talk with um, younger women. Oh, for sure. Just younger, um, you know, young women that they're about, but like our daughters. Absolutely. Especially. For sure. And so if we can um, start conversation around normal body functions and what it is to, to be in your female body and we're mm-hmm. sharing that with young girls when it, as it's appropriate for their development, um, yeah, we're bringing up a whole different group of women Absolutely. who can um, have correct information and be able to handle um, <laughs> all the things that your body throws your way as you're going through puberty even. Oh, for like, sure. I mean, gosh... I think the most the most of what I learned about puberty was in health class and mm-hmm. like my freshman yeah. year. Yeah, that's too late. Way too late. Because we, we're yeah. doing the stuff yeah. already by then. Well, for sure, <laughs> all the things are happening and the changes are shifting and all yeah. the things, and it's already an awkward conversation if it hasn't started yet. Yeah, the conversation starts with like, you know, my five year old understands what a vulva is, and right, she's seen me change my you know, menstrual cup and all the things that like we talk about in a developmentally appropriate way, but it starts now so that as it builds in her life, it becomes more comfortable to talk about for her as her body shifts and all that too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to me, especially, I mean, obviously as a midwife and as a woman who thinks this is important, but as somebody who went through puberty with like nobody zero (laughs) Um, looking at a tampon being like how does that work you know trying to mess around with it and um it felt lonely you know despite every um but despite every girl in my class you know going through it or whatever but feeling like you I couldn't talk to anybody about it I know which I probably could have but it just didn't seem like that was what you did yeah so. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that is why we have invited you guys along here with us. You know, that's the that's the basis of what we want to do. We just want to make it normal to talk about what it's like to be a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but this first episode also is about you guys kind of getting to know us. And we're not going to talk about ourselves constantly, but <laughs> this is an appropriate time yes. for you to know who your hosts are. And so I shared a little bit about... Us being midwives and doulas and um, moms, but I think let's take turns kind of sharing a little bit more about who we are individually. Yeah. You go first. Okay, so my name is Kelly Pappas, living here in San Diego. Um, I'm a licensed midwife, and um, I have three kiddos. I know, three. It's a magic number. Um, and a wonderful husband and, um, yeah, so I actually, I got into birth work after the birth of my first, um, our son. And that was mostly because, uh, we didn't have a ton of support, like personalized support and realized, uh, after the fact that we would have all benefited greatly from that. Um, and I sort of, I wanted to be that for other people. Um, that's kind of in my nature to want to be that support and, you know, encouraging person in people's lives. So that sort of uh, pushed me into birth work. And then after the birth of my second, who we had at home, um, after everybody left, I told my husband, I was like, I want to be a midwife now. And he was like, I know, I knew, I knew you would. Um, and so that pushed me into midwifery school. And um, I got licensed and had a third baby and, um, you know, just live in the birthy mom life here. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else, what other work do you do that's like birth related and like woman centered? Yeah, so um, I was doing doula work before you know jumping more into midwifery, and then I encapsulate placentas, um, which is like a whole other topic we could talk about some that's, other time. That's an episode. Um, well. Yes, that is an episode. You have, oh yeah, placenta grows inside of you. You're pregnant, it's incredible. Um, and you know. Teach childbirth edu- or I taught childbirth education in person for a long time. I have an online class um, available and love women. Yay. Yeah. What do you love the most about interacting with like first time moms? Like they're, they're newly pregnant. They don't have any kids yet. Like what's the best part about serving that population? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I love the desire that they have to soak up as much you know, information as they can. Um, and there is this sense of like awe and, um, excitement that just, you're excited to have however many kids that you have when you're pregnant, but there's something special about that first one, the unknown piece of it of like questioning, is this normal? Is it, can I do this? And Mm -hmm. then watching them walk through the process of like recognizing what's normal seeing how strong they are, like how they can do this. Um, it's like pretty unparalleled to see a first time mom and couple like hold their baby afterwards. Like there's not like not everything compares to that. Cause there's this awe of like, Oh my gosh, like I've never done this before. Yeah. And this is massive and major and it's always massive and major, but again, there's just something special about that first time. It's that first transition from, like, all, your life pretty much revolved around you, and you didn't yeah. realize it until yeah. you had a baby, and you were like, oh, that was a lot of me. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to be so, like, selfless yeah. and so giving, and my whole world is shifted. Yeah. And in great that, and like, hard ways, yeah. That's how it's designed to be, mm-hmm. is, is for that big shift to happen. But being able to hold a mom and hold parents while they're – um, experiencing that to kind of like soften the edges a little bit. Yeah. That feels good. Oh, it feels so good. Right? Like just to say like, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you need to know. Cause you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Am I? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, do you know what you're doing as a parent yet? Mm, I hope uh, one day. I will. <laughs> Isn't it We're nice when someone in. tells you like you're doing a good yes, job. Yes. I'm like, oh, thank you. Cause <laughs> you don't get that feedback from your kids. No. Oh, yet. that is so, right. Yeah. 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 That's true. Okay, fun. Um, what about you? I um, I we have similar stories. That's yeah. kind of lame. I'll try <laughs> I stole to, it first. I'll try to freshen it up a little bit. Um, it's about the same time. Kelly and I have really similar um, age kiddos, and so it was like uh, about nine years ago. I was preparing to have my first baby, and um. I thought I knew what I was doing. Like if I, like in hindsight, I was thinking I did all the things, right? Like I went to the class. I knew don't get the epidural until your cervix was dilated a certain amount. So it wouldn't halt your progress. And I invited my mom to come along to the birth and like, you know, I did all the things. I even fired my first OB. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, no, no. That's, she's not going to work for me. Yeah. 
I mean, I went to a different OB in the same practice, <laughs> so she could have totally been yeah, right, exactly. my OB at the oh, birth. Yeah, but I did like the I did the regular hospital mm-hmm. birth thing, and so it was the it was absolutely the best it could have possibly been. Yeah, for the scenario that was going on mm-hmm. with me, like it was just such a blessing the way that it ended up turning out. But still, at the end of it, no matter how happy you are to have your baby, sometimes you look back and you're just like. That was so not what I was planning for and yeah. experiencing. And so that kind of made the click for me where I was like, oh, I could have used more support. Mm-hmm. I could have totally used more support. And um, somebody said to me, oh, maybe you should have had a doula. And I was like, what the heck is that? And so I looked it up. And my baby uh-huh. was like three months old or something like that. And I looked into like what a doula was. And I was like, oh, no, I should have had one of those. But I'm going to go be that for someone else, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the Tiffany thing. Like, yes. oh. I'm going to go do it. So I um, I started out with childbirth education first because I didn't want to be on call. Mm-hmm. I had a little baby. Sorry. Yeah. And then I started going to births and um, it was all downhill after that. Or uphill. No, uphill. Downhill. Downhill smooth. Down. Uh, a downhill's bad. <laughs> it was all downhill. It was yeah. all good from there. It was all there. uphill. Uphill's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was both of those things. Yeah. 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 It was simultaneously. Like this, like trending upwards. Ups and downs. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so I saw my first home birth as a doula, and I was like, oh, oh this, yeah. is the, this is the birth experience that people are trying to have. Mm. My clients, anyways, who are like, I want an unmedicated birth with none of the things, and I want everyone to be nice to me. Yeah. You show up at the hospital, that's not always the situation. And so at home, I was like, oh, that is actually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I really fell in love with birth at home um, just as a birth setting. And the same as you, I was like, we need this for more women. How come more people don't know about this? I'm going to be a person who provides this service Mm -hmm. so I can be available to more women to have this as an option, really, yeah. just as an option. Should everybody have a home birth, Kelly? No. No. <laughs> we love home birth. We're all about it. It's good stuff. But it's not, it's definitely not for everybody. That's so true. Yeah. So very true. And we, and this podcast will not be about uh, encouraging or discouraging or anything of any of your choices. Yeah. Um, but just lots of education, but... Yeah, in fact, like, we don't even really plan to talk about birth a whole lot. Yeah, we want to talk about women's health in general, and that goes, like, so far beyond just pregnancy and birth. And mm-hmm. It includes those things, but yeah. there's so much more. Yeah, there's so much more. There's lots of podcasts about birth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of good ones. So many. Um, but one of the things that we have fallen in love with the most as practicing midwives is all the stuff on the peripherals mm-hmm. of birth. Yeah. Um, that's where we find that women need really the most support is in um, preparing their bodies for getting pregnant, preparing their bodies just for navigating their cycles with mm-hmm. comfort. For sure. Um, and then carrying on with your life after you have a baby, things shift around a little bit and there's, you know, different different things going on there. But I think one of the most empowering things about what we can do with more discussions about these kind of topics is women getting familiar with their bodies before they plan to have kids. For sure. A hundred percent. Wouldn't that be so helpful if like you knew where your own cervix was when people were talking about it dilating for labor? Oh, for sure. Yeah, if you understand, like, the major landmarks of your body. And, I mean, I know that we both had experiences with women coming in to practice 
not even realizing that like uh, where you pee and where your baby comes out are two separate holes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that until I don't know exactly when I figured it out, but I for sure had that belief as like a teenager probably still before I figured that out. So I think we have the benefit because of our training and experience. There were so many things as a doula that I learned, but especially in midwifery school, I was like, oh, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, (laughs) totally. For sure. not correct. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm learning about these things because it's helpful to me personally and therefore to other people. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I remember... um, one of our first projects was learning about the cervix and trying to like learn our own cervix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had no idea that the cervix changed positions inside my vagina, uh, like throughout my cycle. Maybe our maybe our listeners don't know that either. Yeah. But that is like fascinating. Just some of the fun stuff that mm-hmm. we're gonna uncover in yeah. the show. Um, okay, so tell everybody how we met. How why are we doing this thing together? Um, so we met at some kind of birth event, I would think, I think first. So. Yeah. Um, or and the internet. Yeah, maybe social media is how we, mm-hmm. like, originally Probably. connected. Um, and then I remember you being pregnant with your second, I remember seeing, like, some birth, like, some, like, birth announcement or, like, a picture of your family or something being like, oh, like, they're so cute. And I, like, kind of knew you, but didn't really. Um, and then, I don't know, over the last couple of years, just, uh. Getting to know each other more as like student midwives and um, going to church together, and we just yeah. keep getting more and more things. I feel in like, <laughs> yeah, we just kind of morphing slowly into the same person. But we, but. there are differences about us, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, you have brown hair, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like five eight, and you're like five nine. Yeah, or something, right? We're we're <laughs> really really different and yeah. unique. <laughs> But we live in the same town, Mm -hmm. and um, we're involved in a lot of the same, you know, fun social groups and stuff like that, but our paths have, like, just really converged over Mm -hmm. the past, like, year or so, because we have the same philosophies about women and treating women and how we want to uphold and uplift them and bring them into a place where they're empowered about. Yeah, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of the same goals that we have in midwifery and beyond, and that just sort of, you know helps the friendship blossom, especially in this work of having those similar, like, ideals and goals and all that good stuff. Yeah. Plus, you laugh at my jokes. Sometimes. Yeah. But you laugh <laughs> at most of my... You politely I laugh do. at most of my jokes. And I give you, like, the ha-ha um, response on your text. I need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a vital part of our friendship. It's <laughs> my love language, is responding with uh, laughter. It's to good. I think words of affirmation, kind of. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's do a couple of, like, um, a couple silly questions back and forth. Just, like, help our audience get to know us yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, get as personal as you want. We can choose not to answer if we don't want to. There's no, we shouldn't say, we shouldn't talk about every little thing. No. No. Like, there's things no, that are okay. off limits, right? Yeah, I suppose. Can you yeah. think of anything that's off limits? I'm trying to think... My husband might not want me to say certain things. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, there's details of our sex, specific yeah. details of our sex life yes. that we probably don't want to yeah, share. No. Um, 
We might in general. We might talk about people that we know, but never ever yeah, no. give identifying information. For sure. You know, it'll all be in the context of like someone we know, or there's a lady Who? that yeah, yeah. X Y Z. Um, yeah. And we always have permission to share the things that we do. That's really important to mm-hmm. us too. Um, but we also want to make sure that we're we have the opportunity to hear from our listeners at some point, also. For sure, because I feel like this is that's why we're doing this. Yeah, right. More dialogue than just us chatting on the couch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear feedback, questions, all kinds of things. Yeah. So if you guys have questions about things you would like to know about us that we don't cover in this next little bit. Um, we'll give information on how to contact us at the end of the show, because that would be kind of fun to hear what people want to know, right? They'll come up with better questions than I would. But I have one off the top of my head for you, okay? Okay. Because you were talking a little bit about the awkwardness of growing up just just in puberty in your house. So what, give an example of like the awkwardness of that time period for you. Okay. (laughs) Well, I had two brothers. That's so that's a thing. A part that's of it. a thing. That's right. And parents who never had like any kind of talk about anything with any of us. Yeah. So no like sex talk or talks. No period. No your body's shifting. No whatever. Um, and so I remember specifically, um, I had to. I went and bought tampons for myself. Mm. Um, and came home and was like, open the box. I'm like trying to read the instructions and trying to figure out like how, what it, what thing goes where and what do you push and whatever. So I eventually was like, I'm going to ask my mom. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to like take a deep breath. I'm going to ask her how to do it. So I walk out and I like bring a tampon with me and I'm like, Mom, how like what do I do with this? And um, my brother's door was open. And he was like, no, like slam the door. And I was just like, yeah, he heard me talking to my mom and was like so disgusted and so like whatever. And like, you know, closed the door. And I was like, well, that just like, I felt so like mortified. I was so embarrassed. And my mom, I think gave me like, you know, a sentence or two about. Look at the instructions. It's right there. You know how to read. I know it. Um, it was just a lot of, uh, and we shared a bathroom too, my brother and I. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of like, how much stuff do I have to like wrap around this so nobody sees what I'm right. throwing? It was sad. Uh, <laughs> did you have any so pets in your home growing yes, up? Yes, I did. <laughs> you wrapping the toilet yes, paper made me think yes, of that. Yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah, we had this like border collie who would oh. always get into the trash and I was like, well, everybody, everybody no, knows no. what's going on with me right now. That reminds me of a funny story that my husband, he grew up with four sisters in his house. They're all younger than him, but they're all like a year apart. So he said they all synced up on the same cycle with his mom. Like he was loving life. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but there was definitely a scent. Like, there was a total smell when there's five women menstruating in one house. He's like, I just knew it. It was good because then I can be nice, extra nice yeah. to everybody. Oh, that's a man. good man. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, marrying a guy with sisters is that's a good thing. A win. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. It has only worked out for me. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> okay, so you did not tell your mom that you had started your period. 
No. How did you know what a period was? Because, like, your friends were talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really even remember. I Actually, we did watch a video, I think, in, like, fifth grade. Oh, yeah. The, like, the first, the video. like, sex ed class. Yes. Yeah. And they talked about it there. So I was like, yeah, that's a thing. My mom never talked about her own or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so I knew it was a thing. I was one of the last of, like, my, the, the girls in my class to get it, too. I'm on the younger end of things, so I think I was, like, a year almost behind people. So I was like, oh, I want it. Yeah. Not really even understanding what oh, it yeah. was or why I was, should have been really happy without it for a little totally. bit longer. Um, so I just, I kind of knew the, in general that it was a thing, and I remember thinking, like, then my boobs will get bigger. And so that'll that, be great. That's exciting for me. <laughs> Um, you know, all the things in your head at that point that, like, are misguided, but, you know, it's a thing. It's a total thing. Yeah. But it was, it, it was absolutely kind of a shot in the dark. Like, I knew it was a thing, and I want, I really wanted it to happen. And then it happened, and I was like, what do I do? Right? <laughs> Somebody help me. Did you yeah. ever see the movie Carrie? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, she gets her period. Her mom yeah. never talks to her about it. Yeah. She thought she was bleeding to death. Yeah. I, thankfully, I, like, knew what it was. What it was. Yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it's a little, once you first get it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Is this ever going to stop? Yeah. Like, when? How long? Yeah. Okay, you want to hear a really embarrassing story of yes. mine? Yes. So, I was so anxious to start my period, too. I was a little bit of a late bloomer also. Mm -hmm. So I think most of my friends had started and I hadn't yet. And so I can't remember the exact details, but I totally faked starting my period. <laughs> like there was something on my body that was bleeding, like a scab or something. I put it on my underwear and I went and showed my mom. I was like, look, I started my period. And so she did like all the mom things and was like, oh, so excited for you. When and how and like, <laughs> do we need to get you some things? And I should talk to her about it today yeah, to see hilarious. if she remembers that. Because all of her follow-up questions I couldn't answer because <laughs> You're like, Wait, was I don't not real. I, <laughs> I didn't like think that whole thing through. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't a teenager yet. I was still like twelve or like eleven yeah. or something, and just wanted it to be so totally. true for me. I wonder, I wonder what she thought that was. But anyways, I was so anxious yeah. to start mine off. So it was probably like a whole year or two before I actually did For start sure. my period. False alarm, mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good, that's going to be a good question for her. Mom, if you're listening. Yeah, right. Phone in. <laughs> Let us know. Is How she, probably, she's not going to remember that. I don't know though. I feel like I would remember. Yeah. My daughter did something like that. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. have like written it down and told all my friends. Right. It would probably be on my Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Okay. No, I won't do that to me. Um, so in that same in that same vein of like growing up with a certain amount of education, wh do you remember like around the time or like any specifics about how you first learned about sex? Um, yeah, I mean, again, with that video, and then I feel like maybe as I got a little bit older and friends were, like, starting to date and stuff, there were, like, jokes and, or, like, off the kind of, like, random remarks about things where I was, like, trying to put things together, um, but I do remember when I was, like, 
gosh, I must be my kid's age. Some, I don't know, like six or seven. Um, and I don't know if you remember this book. It was called The Joy of Sex. Yes. Yes. Yes, my, I found that in my parents' yes, bedroom. Me too. So I totally <laughs> hidden under something. I don't know what I was looking yes. for, but I was like, oh, God. Well, I found it somewhere in our house and brought it to my room and was like looking through. And I was like, oh, this is very important. <laughs> I feel it's, like that it's I, all illustrations. It's all right? illustrations. Yeah, and it, you know, it like it spelled some things out where I was like, "Oh, that's how that works," and whatever, mm-hmm. which is like so sad. So I'm like, "This is how I learned about things." Yeah, but that was sort of like the imprint that I have of understanding how things like fit together uh-huh. and what is what. And, yeah, um, and then you know, just getting older and being exposed to discussion, yeah, discussion and friends and things, which uh, I'm knowing you know what you know as you actually learn truthful things I'm like oh gosh that was a terrible thing to learn because that was way false (laughs) not true yeah 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 I mean the joy of sex the title was really Mm -hmm. confusing for me yeah because I'm like that's not enjoyable (laughs) that does not look joyful yeah I remember when I was a kid not as a teenager obviously I figured it out by then but I remember when I was a kid talking with somebody I don't know it was like my brother or something and being like okay so our parents definitely did it like three times yes at least it's probably it though and they just did it because they wanted to have kids right so no harm (laughs) you do what you gotta do we don't have sickos for parents yeah right (laughs) no way yeah it's just funny to think about and then now having kids yourself yeah just how things you know shift for them too that's as right. they get a bit older that's so true okay well we can talk about this kind yes. of stuff all night long but we're gonna save some of the really good juicy stuff for all the other episodes that we have planned yeah um so specifically some of the things that we have coming up like on the horizon what should people be listening for coming out like immediately Immediately. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about um, like understanding your body, a bit about like female anatomy, just in general, like uh, you know, understanding major landmarks and all that good Lay stuff. Land your body. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, pubic hair, grooming and not grooming, and all of the options and what it does and doesn't. All the things. Um, what else are we going to be talking about? We've got. Um... We've got an episode planned on alternative menstrual products. Yes. Yeah. Which is going to be, I love talking about that. Yeah. Um, we have one coming up uh, about orgasms, Ooh. which nobody really wants to listen to or is interested in, I'm no. sure. We'll get no plays on that <laughs> no, one. No. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we want you guys to stay tuned. Um, this is a really fun and exciting thing for us. I hope you can capture the excitement we have and the passion we have for, um, bringing some of these topics in a more public space. Uh, there are ways that you can connect with us outside of the podcast. So if you go to Instagram and search hashtag wine and gine, you are going to get connected to our social media there. And if you go to Facebook and search groups, wine and gine community, you're going to find a little forum there that we have created with a bunch of other great ladies where we're having active discussion about some of these topics. So not just listening and learning, but really we're hearing from you 
and we're getting um, your questions answered outside of the podcast. That's really important to us that you guys have a chance to interact with other women Mm -hmm. about these kinds of things. Um, But specifically, if you loved this podcast, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review. Do it. We're brand new. We want to try to get this out to as many people as possible. Women. As many women as possible. (laughs) Um, And we're going to enjoy coming back to you guys real soon here with some more stuff. Have a great day, guys. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., a fun give back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGUIDE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!